0: Even for those who prefer to do their speaking out using a typewriter, keyboard, visual image or protest sign, there will be times when they will be called upon to put their case to an audience verbally, whether it be at a one-on-one meeting or in a boardroom, a radio or TV studio, or a lecture hall or stage in front of thousands. Naturally, the speaker's voice will not only be the vehicle for the speaker's messages, but can also convey its own messages including some things we may not have intended to convey, like distress or a lack of authority or credibility. With listening being as subjective as it is, we can never fully control the way we come across to listeners. More on this shortly. However, we can control our message and some of its impact, and we can also put in work to make ourselves more comfortable speaking in front of a few people or even large groups in what might be considered nerve-wracking situations. The more comfortable we are, the more likely we are to accept subsequent opportunities to speak out, and the better we are able to perform and hone our skills through repetition and experience. Displaying clear signs of intense nervousness tends to undermine a speaker's message. But even when you clearly enunciate and avoid any signs of debilitating nerves, the content of your words may suffer due to perceptions of your voice, tone, or speech patterns. Men's voices, rather than the content of their speech, tends to be critically scrutinized in this way, only when deemed unusual due to speech impediments, strong accents that make speech difficult to understand, and speech patterns that interrupt traditional concepts of masculinity, sexuality, and gender roles. If a man has a high-pitched voice or lisp, this is thought by some to be damaging to him, as it is perceived as feminine. A stutter is thought to convey weakness and hesitation, also traits thought by some to be feminine. For women, speech impediments, stutters, and strong accents can also garner criticism, but from there things get even more complicated. Women speaking in the public eye, without obvious nervousness, stutters, or speech impediments, frequently find their voice quality or tone remarked upon, sometimes to the exclusion of any comment on or engagement with their actual words and arguments. There are the accusations of sounding shrill or hysterical, like Senator Penny Wong in Chapter 1, and there are also complaints about sounding grating, ditzy, or like an airhead, and some even more inventive insults, like this one sent to the Nine Network about accomplished reporters Lisa Wilkinson and Georgie Gardner. Hello, producer. I am totally fed up with the combination of Lisa and Georgie. They're shocking together, and it's like listening to a chorus of cats. It's worth remembering that advising women about their voices is nothing new, just like advising women to be silent. Woman's World, a comprehensive late 1950s manual for women on beauty, cooking, etiquette, and deportment, has a chapter called Voicing Your Charm. Some of the advice is helpful and includes avoiding the excessive use of like or um in sentences and making sure what you have to say is worthwhile. Fortunately, not many people these days will openly admit to not wanting to listen to women, but a surprisingly large number of people still angrily comment on how annoying women's voices are, apparently in the belief that the femaleness of the speaker is not the issue, but that they just sound wrong. When not being criticized for sounding shrill, women tend to cop complaints for things like valley-speak, a style of speaking originating in Southern California's San Fernando Valley, which became internationally popular for a time, featuring rising intonation and frequent use of words like totally and like, and up-talk, ending sentences with an upward inflection, or having nasal, high-pitched or breathy voices. They're also censored for something called vocal fry or creaky voice, speaking in the lower register of their voices until it creates a fry, glottalization, or that creaky guttural popping sound in the back of the throat. It became headline news in 2015 because there was an apparent epidemic of young women who spoke this way. Numerous news reports actually used that very term, epidemic, as if women's use of vocal fry were on par with polio. It is less often pointed out that many men also speak this way, including actors...